Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome Justin Willman to the show. This guy is about as entertaining as it gets. I'm putting him on the spot, but of course he's used to it because he is the creator and star of Magic for Humans on Netflix, which has a brand new season as well. And uh, Justin, um, the pandemic sucks, which is the understatement of the year. But on the other hand, more people have their eyeballs on networks and uh, TV and such things, streaming devices. So it's kind of a, a boon, and, and we need the original content. How, how have the numbers been so far? It's true, Rick. Um, you know, it is a little bit of a silver lining. The numbers have been really good. I, you know, obviously didn't plan to uh, have the show be such needed escapism, but I feel like, uh, you know, that's why we that's why we make it. Magic is kind of this perfect little uh, escape from whatever woes you. And uh, lately, uh, I think plenty of people have something that woes them. So it's it's nice to uh, it's uh, it's nice to be there for people. You know. And it's funny. I remember in 2012, I was being, I was doing the Oakland A's pre and post game show, and I was being interviewed by a newspaper. And they said, "Is there anything else you did before this?" And I said, "Oh yeah, I was the host on Cupcake Wars." And I was just kidding. And they went with it. So that was actually you. So I apologize if there was any confusion there. <laughs> no way. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, I wish I could say I was host the Cupcake Wars and be kidding as well. But uh, no, that's my past. That's my past life. Uh, that was a, a random day job at one point in time, but uh, uh, I'll take it, you know. That's another show that's a good escapism from people. Some people like to watch people bake cupcakes. Some people like to watch a wizard uh, blow people's minds. So I'm, I'm here for you. You know, it's funny. Just before we get to the show, I know you went to Emerson, and I have some friends that went to Emerson, and they told me that Emerson has their own chateau in holland where you would go and spend like a semester and just party do you know about the the castle and did you go yeah i didn't go that's my biggest regret of my college experience is i did not go to the castle you know i feel like you know that that was that was in the time though when uh you know the big appeal of amsterdam is that uh you know in holland is that you get to smoke weed freely but now i live in i live in california so i feel like i'm uh surrounded by the castle folk all day long but uh, instead of head off to the castle, I was like busy in college uh, doing gigs. I, I, you know, was doing kids' birthday parties all over Massachusetts and gigging it up. I, di- I didn't go by Justin Willman, then I went by Justin Credible, with my uh, my uh, my stage name, and I was, uh, you know, I was uh, learning my craft. So, but uh, but I, I hear that the the people who did go uh, had so much fun they hardly remember it. So, uh, it sounds like my no, kind of no, summer. No. All right, we're speaking to Justin Willman, and the show is Magic for Humans. And the thing I love about this show is I'm sure you get comparisons to David Blaine because he's on the street, but David Blaine blows your mind. You know, he's very quiet, he's a very deep voice, and he's kind of mysterious. You're right in people's faces, and the comedy is there as well. When did you get the idea for this? Well, you know, like uh, as a as a budding magician, you know, in my formative years, you know, you kind of go through these phases where you're imitating your heroes, you know. So when I was a little kid, I loved uh, David Copperfield and then Lance Burton. And then, of course, you know, David Blaine. And, you know, he's got his you know very serious kind of stoic demeanor. And that just kind of wasn't for me. I, I feel like magic is such a uh, 
it's got so much unmined comedy potential. So for me, I kind of just always had to take the edge off of it with, with a comedic angle, a little tongue in cheek. I think it makes it a little more palatable for people. And in recent years, you know, just kind of craft what, what show could translate magic, you know, to a streaming audience. I, I found, like, let me talk about life, you know? Like, every episode of the show, we kind of explore a different theme of the human experience. Love, fear, guilt, self-care, that kind of thing. And, you know, and luckily, everybody goes through life. Everybody has something relatable that they can talk about. So magic was kind of the, you know, the, the foot in the door, the metaphor I used to, you know, talk about the kind of stuff we all go through. And uh, and obviously not take it up too seriously. And it seems to, it seemed to resonate. <laughs> If you would pull back the curtain on Hollywood a little bit, because here you create this great idea for a show, so it's your baby. Is there ever any pushback in the creative process? And did you go through a thing where you were pitching it and they're like, we love it, but we want Chris Angel to do it? Like, did you get anything like that? I mean, this show, Magic Dreamers, is kind of like the result of many, many failed pitches and attempts over the years. You know, like I would come up with the concept for a special or a series, pitch it and get rejected. But, but I knew that there was a couple kernels of good, you know, and I, and over the years I would kind of collect all these little kernels of good. And that's kind of where magic for humans was born. And what's cool about Netflix is you don't, you don't really make a pilot, you know, either they want it or they don't. And you kind of dive right in. So I didn't have to kind of make that pilot where, you know, in one episode you have to sum up the full potential of the show. We were able to just kind of make, make season one, and Netflix kind of gets out of your way, which is nice in that, you know, uh, obviously they tell you, you know, what, you know, they're going to bleep this or whatever their target demographic is. But you kind of can just make the show you want to make so that if it if it succeeds, you get the credit. And if it bombs, they don't get the blame, you know. So it's uh, it's been it's been nice uh, just kind of having the creative reins as we as we make the show. <laughs> and these these episodes if the the reason that they go quickly is that they're good, you know, they're all less than a half hour. You get in, you get out. It's entertaining. They don't drag. I just wonder how many ideas were on the cutting room floor or conversely, did you add to in there that you were like, ah, I don't know if I love those two. What, what is it like when you try to pare it down and, and uh, find out what makes the cut? You know, it's funny, you know, as we write the show, it, you you can be in the writer's room and you're coming up with the, these ideas, but magic is kind of like, you know, it's hard. It's an experiment. You don't know how people are going to react. You don't know how amazing a trick is until you're out in the world. You don't know if something's funny until you're out doing it. So there is a lot of stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor that just wasn't up to snuff, you know? Like, I feel like I want to make a show that's kind of like candy, you know? Like, an episode's over before you know it and have it be tight because I have a short attention span and I think you know, when you're when you're at home streaming something, you're literally competing against every other show or movie that's ever been made ever. You know, people can just watch anything at any time. So you kind of need to, you know, don't give them a second to reach for the remote. But uh, there are some things that just I thought were going to be great that just weren't great and uh, aren't ever seen. And you know, the the tricky thing when you're out in the out in the field shooting magic, you kind of need a perfect storm of you need the trick to look great uh, in one shot with no cuts. So no one thinks anything fishing is happening. And then you need the random person who you're doing it for to react and be amazed. You know, they need to be as amazed as the viewer would be if they were there. And, you know, if you don't have that equation line up, it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't sit right as a viewer. So you kind of have to, you have to be pretty picky. But, 
you know, we've been, we've been lucky. We've, some things tick off that I didn't think would take off, you know, like we, season one, we convinced the dude he was invisible. And I was like, man, this is a seven minute segment. Like, uh, are people going to be on board? And it turned out to be the most, uh, you know, successful bit we, we'd ever done. So you, you really never know. It's hard to, hard to predict. Very cool. And last question for you. Have you ever met a moment, uh, maybe peril is too dramatic, but somebody was not just get out my face, but somebody was uh, maybe wanted a pound of your flesh after a trick or two? <laughs> you know, when we're, when we're out shooting, people, the, the goal is obviously to make the person you're, you're kind of doing something for forget that there's cameras there. You don't want them to be self-conscious or like censoring themselves. We had this one guy who reacted so big and was dropping F-bombs. And then we had to have him sign his release, you know, so we could use the footage. And he, you know, kind of clammed up and realized that he might have said something he wasn't supposed to. It turns out he was a priest. And so he didn't <laughs> sign the release because <laughs> for good reason, uh, kind of bad for his reputation. So, so now we try to get people to sign the release ahead of time. Uh, but uh, but I, I love those good reactions. I mean, luckily, luckily people, you know, when you're not kind of, you know, creepy or brooding, People kind of give you the time of day. People tend to be uh, in the mood to watch a little magic, especially these days with everything going on in the world. So we've been really lucky. Great stuff. And, you know, Netflix has a lot of content and a lot of stuff, though, doesn't make the cut. I can uh, tell everybody that season three, it is on Netflix. They like it. We all like it. Make sure to check out Magic for Humans. And, of course, the star is our guest, Justin Willman. Justin, congratulations on everything. You're doing a great job. And, uh, Lots more seasons, hopefully, down the road, my man. I do hope so. Thanks for the chat. This was a lot of fun. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back. Open lines on Sports Byline.